What's up, everybody? This is Resident Daryl from the Loot Bros Podcast, and I want to invite you to our very special 12-hour gaming stream we are hosting to raise money for the March of Dimes. The event will be held April 18th from noon to midnight Eastern Time at twitch.tv slash the Loot Bros Podcast. We would love for all of the support you can give. Even if you can't donate, please join us as we'll be playing video games for 12 hours, completing various dares and challenges, and recording the Loot Bros Podcast live on the stream. We look forward to seeing you there, and again, that is April 18th from noon to midnight Eastern Time, twitch.tv slash the Loot Bros Podcast. My wife uh, knocking on the door. She's like, open up real quick. I told you not to bother me while I'm cleaning my room. Quit playing with your dinghy. So I, I thought it was an emergency open up. She's like, we both bought Blackberry Jam when we went to Walmart. Previously on Alan Wake, Alan was a douche and he's lost in the woods. I feel the minutes count down on the clock again. Feel like I'm playing in a game that I can never win. Time is running out, I know I gotta make a choice. So many whispers in my ear that I can't hear my voice. Tell me, will it? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and with me this week, I have the master of the Kung Flu, it's Frosty. What's up? What's up? What's up? And alongside him, if social distancing was an Olympic sport, he'd have the gold medal. It's T-Bird. Hello. And then I have the only competitor for Ozzy Man Review's position on the internet. It is... CJ, what's up, brother? Hey, guys, how are you? And I'd like everyone to know I am keeping my four square meters away from the loop bros at the moment. You know, we're safe to continue. That's right. I don't want to see no hands coming up underneath the podcast table trying to touch me and trying to get my COVID-19. It is mine. I earned it. I made sure I licked all of the toilet seats. I put my mouth on all of the handrails in all of the public places. So I am undoubtedly carrying this infectious disease. Which is excellent, because now you can do your civic duty as an American and go to work and spread it around. <laughs> yeah. That, that, it's so funny. My, uh, my boss uh, had sent out a bunch of emails about like COVID awareness and all, and was like, wash your hands, stay away from people. We're going to be, uh, come Monday, we're going to have some people working from home, some people in the office. Be sure you lice all the doorknobs. Like two, three times a day, blah, 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 blah. All right. See you guys Monday. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like my throat started. By some people, he means. <laughs> By some people, he's like, there'll be at least one person employed here working from home just so I can say I did my part. That's right. Uh, but I will say my throat's starting to like itch a little bit, but I think that's from like an overexposure of Lysol. <laughs> so, like, you walk in our office and you just you get hit in the face with it it's awful mm. you're not supposed to actually spread in your mouth you're supposed to spread out oh. everything else and then not put those things in your mouth well i spread it in my hair face uh butt and feet b-hole <laughs> it's not like you're gonna say my butt <laughs> I st- yeah it's, it's straight in my b-hole so you know you gotta be safe because uh what if i have what if I'm infected already and I fart and get everyone sick? I, I couldn't live myself. So, 
What were you going to say, CJ? I was just going to say, just wait until till you're sitting there at work and, and people start to leave. They've been tapped on the shoulder. And you're after a day or two of that happening, what you suddenly realize is that they're going to live and you're going to die. You're being left there to die while they've been chosen to go and live. So it's a wonderful <laughs> way to look at it. <laughs> you know? That's a good point, yeah. 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 It's terrifying after a couple of weeks of that, yeah. <laughs> not, not to mention we have a we do a morning meeting every uh, morning with the the team, and uh, we're in the office like we've already gotten with the like sub crews and all the employees and all like we're out of breath. We get there, sit down, and like meanwhile the people who got selected to stay home are sitting there with like a plate of breakfast. So they didn't woke up, got a fresh cup of coffee, sitting there eating breakfast <laughs> on the meet on the video meeting. Like God, I hate you so much right now. <laughs> <laughs> professionalism yes i would absolutely love to work from home that would be like the greatest joy ever but unfortunately i have to run around the shop making sure that everyone hates me adequately throughout the day mm. and might i say daryl you do a fantastic job of that even well, taylor hates you daryl if you, you daryl if you give yourself a little poke in the eye you could take a month off uh, you know i heard that somewhere in new york city that if you just poke yourself in the eyeball, you can claim that you are hurt on the job and you can sit at home and play the division forever, literally ever. Wow, well, that, well, I would have we died. <laughs> we heard here this morning that New York City is now under lockdown because there's been an increase of eye poking going on lately. So terrifying, <laughs> terrifying. Yeah, everybody tuned into the show and heard that you could get out of work. That has nothing to do with the coronavirus. COVID-19. <laughs> has nothing to do with the coronavirus. Someone just spotted Tricky on the street. <laughs> coronavirus is code for poking myself in the eyeball. <laughs> just random poking people's eyes. All right, well, speaking of poking each other in the eyes, let's go ahead and break this show off with a toast. So this week's toast, I have changed multiple times. Originally, we were going to toast to the Resident Evil 3 demo that is now available for free to download on all platforms and is absolutely amazing. Oh, gosh, is it? Oh, yes. And then I was like, well, you know what? There's also the Final Fantasy VII demo, so we could just toast to demos in general. Now like, yeah. nah, it just feels, feels a little forced. feels not quite where I want to go with it yet. So then I thought, you know what? We had the big PS5 reveal this week. We've got all the specs for the Xbox One X. We could toast to either one of those or them all. And then I reached down into the annals of the internet and I said, no, 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 There's only one, one human being in this world that is actually worth our toast this week. And that is the coronavirus challenge toilet liquor <laughs> on the internet. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I shared a video on my Facebook a few days ago where this guy, this uh, internet personality named Graham Allen was talking about this chick who got on a airplane, set up her phone, and then coined what she's calling the coronavirus challenge, where she licks the toilet seat in the airplane, throws up the double deuces, and makes the duck face. Tell me you guys saw this. I saw I it. Like, it's people like this that one, they'll mm. outlive us all. Uh, <laughs> you ain't lying. She'll, she'll <laughs> never forever. She'll never be a pop star, and she's too good to be a stripper. So this is the fame she <laughs> she she tries to achieve. And, and uh, I, I, I guess she succeeded. Yeah. Well, I want to toast to her for being literally the stupidest human being on earth, 
And and I showed this video to my kids and I said, listen here, guys, because what I've tried to do is anytime something really dumb is going around the Internet, I don't want to hide it or shelter it from my children. I want to be like, look here. You see this? This is not the best we have to offer. This is literally stupid. Like, please don't grow up to be like this human being right here. <laughs> and my kids look at me, they're like, well, first off, dad, we've never lick a toilet, period. There's a whole lot worse things on the toilet than coronavirus. I've heard of dump liquor, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> All right, let's taste. I have a Chick-fil-A unsweet tea. Why would you do that to yourself? <clears throat> they make unsweet tea there? They do. I didn't buy it. My wife bought it for me. This is South. My wife's like, here... There's sugar in every drink we have. I know. My wife brought me home a Chick-fil-A sandwich on large fry, and I was like, here's an unsweet tea for your health. <laughs> um, babe, I think you missed the part where everything else is going to kill me first. Yeah. Nonsense. Mm. All right, guys. Well, this is the Loop Bros Podcast. We are a general video game, awkward dad joke, and sometimes toilet leaking podcast. If you're listening to the show, please do us a favor. Uh, leave us a review, like, share, subscribe, do all the things. Check out our other projects and podcasts, the 2236 podcast. Check out our special guest, CJ, his podcast network, because the man can't just do one podcast and be better than everyone. He's got to do multiple podcasts to continuously be better than everybody. That will be pushed to play. Hang on a second. We do one show in each series. That's how you get away with it. You start a new series and do one show and then move on to a new series. <laughs> it's ingenious. <laughs> oh, 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 so you get a perfect five star rating for the one show, and then you just move on and just do it again. So everybody's like, "Oh wow, is this new? This is a new thing. This is great." So you just continuously keep the five star. Like no one's ever going to say this was That's bad. A good point. Yeah. So either way, check out Push to Plat, Push to Plat Level Cap, Push to Plat Deep Dives, Push to Plat uh, Baking and Cooking Show, Push to Plat Gardening mm-hmm. and Better Living, and they Push to Plat. Uh, COVID nineteen. Yes, yeah. Well, actually, we're podcast. calling that one at home with Corona conversation hour. So that will be launching next week. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, CJ, if you would be so kind as to share with us what you've been playing, well, since you've been at home on lockdown, yeah, surely not working. Well, you had been, playing you know, games. like I thought you would have a lot of time when you work from home, but that's Puppy. a myth i can tell you so hopefully that will i've spent more time on skype in the last two days than i have in like the last two years i think it's insane but i like you know i still managed to fit in a couple of five minute plats because that that is important you know the world may burn but at least i'll carry my virtual trophies with oh, yeah. me, which is fantastic and and, and i'll throw out i don't know i don't know if you played this one yet daryl or any of the other panel members this red death uh, game, so it's a, a short spam game. It's okay. No. Yeah, you know, it's like um, it's just a what is it like? Just an arcade uh, vertical shooter, if you like twin stick shooter. Uh, so it takes about yeah, yeah, it Ooh, takes like, like about six minutes or so to to run the game to the end. But I mean, if you have a, a perfect run, it takes six minutes. But it, th- there's enough challenge in it that you're not pro- you're not going to get a perfect run in the first few goes. That's for sure. So it's probably only like a thirty or forty minute thing. But but it is it is quite fun. Uh, I've been enjoying that. And then uh, what else hmm. can I throw out very, very briefly? Well, I'd like to throw out Death Stranding, but, you know, I don't have anything to say because I don't know what's Puffy. going on still. So I just won't bother. 
Um, I played one <laughs> level of Doom Eternal. That was that was a wonderful experience because I, I just sat down to play it, and then I read I read Levi's comment that the game was just dreadful. So I, I didn't, didn't have a lot to, to go on, but look, yeah, I thought it was all right so far. But anyway, you know, I, I don't know. That's good. And then because you know, I thought, well, what you really need at a time like that is this is just stupid distractions, just busy work. Because as if there isn't enough work already going on, just some busy work. So I thought now would be the perfect time to try Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Not because I'm a fan or because I I played it before, but I thought, well, look, I love a fetch quest, Daryl. You know, it's fantastic. So there's a lot of fetch quests in this game, but it is is super chilled and relaxing, I must admit, just, you know, doing nothing basically. But it's it's lovely. So, yeah, that's that's about it. Okay. Now, I've never played an Animal Crossing game before, so tell me, what exactly do you do? Well, look, I've never played one either before yesterday, so <laughs> I'm definitely not an authority on it. But, um, well, I don't know. You, you get put on this island or whatever else. So one of my problems with Nintendo is that they're too cheap to actually employ voice actors. So they just employ these like, that's the voice they use for all the characters. It's really obnoxious if you're over the age of like 12. That's the it's- best. I always wonder, like, why don't they hire voice actors? It's because they make... So much money they can afford That's to right. be cheap. And they don't even vary the pitch <laughs> of that thing. It's just permanently stuck on and annoying, which is, is fantastic. And it doesn't seem to be a way to turn it off either. So that, that's enjoyable. But because the music underneath it is actually really relaxing, except for that, on over the top of it. But basically, you just get your tent and you're on this little island and you, you can build it out if you like. You can build things. I think you gather things and it's just... You know, yes, there's there's the hooks there. There's a quest system, you know, and a leveling system and all this sort of stuff. But but it's super chilled. Like, you can do whatever you want, I think. so. And what I didn't realise when I started is the game is in real time. So, you know, sometimes you have to actually wait hours so you can do something to build, but then you'd have to come back, like, tomorrow in real time and it would be done for you. So so that's cool. And apparently it'll, it'll be interesting for me because I play things like five minutes and then six months later I come back and play another five minutes. And apparently if you leave too long, things deteriorate, you know, and it goes wild or something. So there's a lot to look forward to there. Oh, wow. That sounds awful and I would never want to do that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, other than that, it'll be the biggest yeah, no, game of the year because it's amazing. <laughs> Well, there's also that it's insane to me because the internet is freaking blowing up yeah. over Animal Crossing. And my only experience was I thought that was like a 3DS game mm. or like a DS game, you know, and then maybe there was a Wii title. I just just I don't know. This is one of those that escapes me completely and it's completely not on my radar. And then all of a sudden I like get on the internet this week. It's like Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing. The complete stark <laughs> opposites of each other. Yeah, pretty much. I think I it's like, just oh, okay. I think the reason I was blown up so much is because it's another like Nintendo uh, marquee title coming out with another yeah. game. You know, uh, that's the only. I mean, people might genuinely like the game. Uh, I've never been a big fan of it. I, I, I never saw the appeal. But then again, I mean, there's a lot of games that people play that I don't see the appeal. Maybe a lot of games I play that people don't see the appeal. I think magic's cool. Daryl don't like it. So that is also correct. That's a, that's a true statement. Has never but, played it. He just, he's a judge. judge or say, yeah, it's not the, um, it's not that I don't like it. It's just cause I don't know what, it, you know, what it is. It just, uh, the, it doesn't appeal to me. So uh, not everything is for everybody. So sure. 
Well, I do. I do. I am told though that Nintendo is the master of just selling you the same game year in year out. So I think I think you're probably right. I think this is the same game as the 3DS. It's just it's just happening again on the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> we'll never know. They'll never tell you for sure. <laughs> I know this is completely different. Look, you're on the Switch now. It's a mm, brand new game. Mm. Same as same. So, but look, you know, if you're looking for a fun five minutes, listeners, I'd jump on it. Who knows what happens after that? Uh, that's the story of my life, right? Yeah. There. I tell my wife. Yep. That's <laughs> uh, nine years later. <laughs> just saying. Still trying to figure out what happened after the first five minutes. <laughs> I just I blacked out. Yeah. All right. Well, then while uh, while we got you, Frosty, why don't you tell us what you've been playing? I've actually been playing uh, Devil May Cry Five. Oh uh, snap! I listened to the last week's episode. Uh, today <laughs> and uh y'all were talking about uh, devil may cry 5 and uh yeah i can get down with that game i i haven't had a chance to play it as much as i want to um but this weekend we're gonna be bunkered in which is you know i'm sure a lot of people will be uh bunkered in their house trying to avoid the, the public and the plague that is the coronavirus so i'm gonna get a chance to really uh, dig in and get some game time in um so I'll be playing some Double May Cry Five. Uh, I want to jump back into Nino Cooney because um, I started it, but I haven't gotten nowhere in that game. Uh, so you played a hundred hours? <clears throat> I wish you're th- <laughs> no, uh, not even an hour and a half, maybe. And that's just I'm kind of still in the tutorial. Like I, don't, I haven't even got to the meat and potatoes of the combat system or anything. So, uh, but the game really intrigues me. I love Studio Ghibli. Uh, I think they were great and this is like it's it's got a lot you know i've talked about it before like it's got a lot of those cut scenes where it's like a straight up like you're watching a studio ghibli movie and then it goes to the game play um graphics or whatever it's it's kind of cool that the transitions they make but um very charming game I, I, it looks really cool i can't wait to get into it um but yeah devil may cry 5 i think it's great i think the um it's everything i loved about the old devil may cries uh and then some so the i mean the the graphics are great i love the whole like re engine i love that that's an engine you know um because it gives capcom like it really makes them shine you know when they put a game out like you know if there's anything about the game it's gonna look really good and uh we've been seeing that you know resident evil 2 remake i think looked great um and this this looks great too so but it's a lot of fun i'm really enjoying it Lot. I, are you playing it on Xbox or PS4? Uh, are you? Is that an insult? <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> PS4. No, nah, I'm playing on PS4. Yeah, no, that's cool. I must say too, it's lovely to hear how quickly you've recovered from the butt virus. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I forgot about. Well, that. it's from spraying. It's from spraying all the Lysol in bunghole. Like that's what happens. <laughs> you 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 basically overdose on Lysol up the rectum, and mm. you're healed. It's like a miracle. It's a tiny, it's a tiny little miracle. The Christmas miracle. <laughs> Christmas miracle in March. <laughs> Dude, speaking of, like they're getting ready to do a Christmas movie marathon this weekend. And some of the radio stations are playing Christmas music. Uh, Yeah, I heard about that. Seriously? What Twilight Zone have we fallen into? <laughs> this coronavirus is making everybody just go crazy. It's like, yeah, okay, we're all not here to celebrate. Just start celebrate Christmas now. Why not? Yeah, I will say the uh, while we're, we're on the subject of the coronavirus, 
which will probably be the theme for the next, <laughs> next I don't know, a few five weeks. years. <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, bit of a dorky joke here, but a uh, buddy of mine, shout out to you, Button guys, sent me a meme with uh, is a magic card that's joking about the coronavirus. I was like, that's too soon, man. This is basically an enchantment card where it says, when it enters the battlefield, destroy all humans until it leaves the battlefield. No. I'm like, nah, that's, that's a bit much, man. No. I don't get it. Because you don't play magic, you freaking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting on the punchline, and then it didn't, so didn't happen. Tell you. Say what? So I've been trying to tell you, man. See, you can enjoy these jokes with me. Uh, you know, I think my concho does it. I think I'll pass. Yeah, and look where it got him. <laughs> T-Bird. Hey, man. He's doing great. What you been playing, brother? <laughs> well, I finished up with my Cry 5 last weekend. Fantastic. Oh, Trump card. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you started it. I finished it, sucker. Yeah, I Sorry. think that right before we recorded the podcast, I had like three missions left over. So it was a quick like two hours, maybe hour and a half. But um, yeah, then I went and started Wolfenstein 2. And that game is, it's fine. It's fun going around just shooting Nazis, but that's about all you get from that game. I think that's exactly how they <laughs> advertised it too. <laughs> Wolf two shoot Nazis, Bethesda. Yeah. Oh, we lack so much substance, but you get to kill Nazis. <laughs> I will take ten copies. <laughs> if you're looking for more emotional depth, may I suggest Doom Eternal two? Uh, Doom Eternal. It's it's got a lot. Of oh, well, it's funny <laughs> you say that. <laughs> I'm actually playing Doom Eternal two, oh. and it's the same thing. <laughs> yes it's it's more doom you get to blast demons with really nice weapons and have heavy metal blasting in the background how is the heavy metal is it it's good it's not as good as the first one but granted i'm only about two hours in so hard pass (laughs) (laughs) you mean to tell me the rip and tear isn't like the greatest thing you've ever heard from the rip get it uh, ha, ha, ha. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's. I have a question for you about this game, if this is okay. Seeing you're playing it, mm-hmm. or maybe two questions. So I seem to be going around glory holing almost every enemy, and I'm still <laughs> running out of you're running out of ammo all the time. So I'm not sure if it's the way that I, my technique, you know, maybe I'm not relaxed enough in the throat. I'm not sure what the problem is there. And then the other problem too is it seems to be really hard. Like I'm playing on the easiest difficulty and I'm still finding it incredibly rigid and hard. Are you finding it in these things? Are we talking about doom or what are we talking about? (laughs) Of course, sir. What are you, what are you, what are you you talking about? No, I, I actually thought, uh, I'm trying to speak and you're like, no, um, yeah, all the glory kills do is just give you health. You're supposed to chainsaw everything to death. (laughs) (laughs) To hear someone talk about Doom, it's like those fake violent video games you see like on The Simpsons or something. (laughs) You just got to chainsaw. You got to press the B button to chainsaw the world. You just run up and chainsaw something and then it magically sprouts ammo from everywhere. Yeah, That's the way it should be. 
But then you've got those giant spider things on legs and this, well, we won't discuss that other thing that opens its hole and you've got to shoot it in the hole. Like, I don't know. There's a lot going on there. But this is for real. Yeah, it's being legit. There's like an enemy that has like just flying around. It's just a giant mouth shooting energy balls at you and you shoot your load in its mouth and it blows up. So wait, is this, it flies around and shoots mm-hmm. balls out of its mouth? Yeah. That's a classic Doom enemy. <laughs> oh man, this is this is my kind of game right here. I should have I should have <laughs> never canceled my pre order. <laughs> and I actually didn't pick it up. I made a last minute decision not to pick it up. Sounds to me like it was a bad decision. Yeah, so, you made a bad decision. All right. Well, then I need to get I need to get back on that. So yeah. All right. Is that all you got? I forgot time? it was coming out so soon. Yeah, that's all I've been playing. All right. Cool deal. All right. Well, then I will bring up the rear. And I then brought two games to the show tonight, and two of them were reviews requested by listeners. <clears throat> Short show. Yep, here we go. <laughs> so for starters, I'm going to talk about a game called The Valley. All right, we had a, a listener write in and ask for me and Frosty to check out The Valley. Uh, his name was Nicholas McKellar. So I said, sure, you know, somebody wants me to check out a game talk about on the show i'm all about it so i picked up the game actually i picked it up on uh, xbox it was 14.99 opposed to the 20 dollars on playstation and i was like you know what i need to compete with gwen's candle on the leaderboard anyways you can't compete with that well hey <laughs> tell you what at least, at least you seem to be burning money like the old candle there so. there you go <laughs> uh oh gwenny p gwenny p so um <laughs> i checked it out and it's a first person game it has a it's a sci-fi fantasy style world. It starts off like you would expect a, a walking sim, but there is a little bit of combat into it. Uh, you get this weird mech suit, but not like full body armor. It's more so like like it's like leg additions. You know, uh, I don't know if you guys remember Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. How was that? That they had the little exoskeleton that kind of helped the guys uh, punch and kick and jump and do things. Something like that, but with uh, really weird looking legs, makes you look almost like a uh, one of the Minotaurs. They got the half man, half tar, like like Lieutenant Dan legs. Yeah, yeah. you get Lieutenant Dan. That's, that's how we're, we're going to go with Lieutenant Dan's legs. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the first person you've got legs, Lieutenant Dan. It's the first person <laughs> sci-fi fantasy adventure uh, with Lieutenant Dan's legs. And uh, it's a very pretty game. It's got a neat art style. And your enemies are these like floaty ghost slash robot types. Uh, essentially what you're trying. Genies. Do, did you say titties? Genies. Oh, no. Yeah. Genies. Um, no. Okay. I don't know. You threw me off. Everything's a horse got referenced. I heard. I got it. I processed it a little bit slow because I thought you said boobies. <laughs> That's for the record, Nick, I've never played this game. All right. yep. Well, <laughs> uh, you're so close though. All right. Anyways, you got these little okay. ghost-like robot creatures that you have to fight and kill, and it's it's a pretty neat game. Essentially, you're trying to explore the world for what they call a life seed. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, too easy. <laughs> Sometimes the jokes just write themselves, guys. Come on. <laughs> so you're exploring the world for life's seed. And uh, you have uh, a, a bit of a Bioshock-esque uh, Soma kind of feel to it. 
where like you have to go in these little laboratories and you have to read these little uh, little bits and there's audio logs and stuff and it's it's a neat game. But I got to be honest, there are certain times where I'm like, I don't really know what's going on. Like I'm I'm trying to follow you know everything, but like it, it was seem like there was this valley area that produced some sort of uh, uh-huh. resurrection style energy, and then someone, some scientists or stuff, was starting to harvest it, but yet they unleashed some kind of ancient evil. Almost, I, I don't know. I kind of got a little lost on the story. Uh, and then there were points in time where the game got a little boring, like some of the exploration and some of the sections kind of maybe overstayed their welcome. But one of the things the game does really, really well, are there's these uh, rails, like these like, like uh, what you'd have, you, I guess you'd have like a, like a train or something or tram kind of run on. But you get these little power ups for your, your, lieutenant dan's legs and then you'll jump on these rails and then you're like sonic like you're going fast and you're just kind of flying down these tunnels uh and it's very very it's very pretty it's lots of energy lots of uh, colors and stuff like that and you, you really do feel like you're going pretty quick uh and it was th- those parts right there were just some of the best parts of the game there were multiple times where you would be on rails, almost like a roller coaster, flying through these areas, launching you into the air. Then you'd have to double jump, air jump, parkour, uh, kind of go through the game. It was very interesting, very neat. The game had a lot of little things that you've seen from other games, kind of all compiled together. Uh, and then at the end of it, you know, there's like a, a decent boss fight. Uh, but, but overall, like it wasn't a ton of combat, you know. Uh, and there was this one ability you get where you can uh, you can suck the life out of creatures and trees and stuff to replenish your magic, your stamina and things like that. Or you could disperse some of the magic and stamina and resurrect things like bring deer and random things to life. Um, so for, there was a point in time in the game where I just kind of ran around this valley for a while and just shot and killed all the deer, you know, just sucked the life out of them. And then every now and again, I'd, and bring one back to life. I was like, oh, dang, this deer was already dead when I got here. And then he would take off running, and then I would suck the life back out of him again. Almost like to give him hope that he was going to live and be free, and then I'd just kill it. Dang, there are even the story of my life. life a lot of stuff, man. <laughs> I was sucking the life seed out of him. Whatever so, makes you feel So who are you trying it? to convince this is a good game? I saw you. You know, I that that right there is the is really the crux of it all because I walked away from it going that was neat, but I don't know that I liked it. You know, like it was a a, a nice recommendation, and I welcome things like that. I want to try out more games in this, you know, this vein, this nature. But I only it says I think how long to beat dot com says it's like a three and a half or four hour game. My time, my clock on there said 19 hours. <laughs> so obviously I fell asleep a few times. Uh, but I think I spent like seven hours, eight hours in the game, but like way more than I should have. Uh, so I don't know. I, I think that it was decent. I don't highly recommend it. It may be a game if you're looking for something like a palate cleanser. Maybe you've been playing Doom Eternal, you know, and the, you're tired of creatures, you know, Nazis from hell shooting balls out their mouth at you. You know, maybe you want a little, a little something slower paced, a little prettier. Then yeah, check out Valley. I don't. Other than that, if if you're one of the types that's just going to play the latest greatest and not really experiment too much, this one's not going to give you 
uh, calls to do that. Oh, Nazis from hell. I love that Pantera song. <laughs> yeah. um, the next, and so, like I said, overall, the game was decent. I don't think it was great. I don't think it was bad. It had some things that I liked. It had some things that I didn't love. Uh, but, you know, overall, it wasn't it wasn't bad. Now, the next game is one that I've been kind of dragging out for a little while. And from my understanding, you're playing this right now, CJ, Alan Wake. Mm, yes. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing your because you finished it, haven't you? I did. Yeah. I finished it. And then this is one of those games that maybe we can do a deep dive on later down the road once you've you know completed the whole game. Mm-hmm. It is a very interesting third person, you know, uh, thriller slash horror game. I think that it does some very unique stuff. Well, I think it's uh, it's a very it's a very game. <laughs> I don't that's another one. I just don't know that I like it either. Like, I, you know, I sat there and I listened to uh, uh, our good friend Levi talk about how this was a step above control. And I think that I might have been better off not hearing that before I played the game. I've always known about about Alan Wake. I've owned the game forever. But this is just, it's not even in the same league as Control. Like, Control was my game of the year. It is one of the best games I've ever played. Like, I enjoyed the actual playing and participating and having fun in Control. I had one of the most absurd stories I'd ever experienced. It did so many unique things and so many things that maybe were even familiar that I really loved. Alan Wake is none of that. Like Alan Wake is a Stephen King style. If if, if Stephen King was a game, right, this is the game. Alan Wake, the character, is a douchebag. You don't really like him. You don't exactly know what's going <laughs> on through the whole game. Is it a dream? Is he is he in a, in a is he in a drunken stupor? Is are we just reliving like a bender? You know. Like, you don't know what's real. You don't know what, what's not. You spend way too much time in the woods with your flashlight. <laughs> like, oh, go back there, am I right? <laughs> yeah, I like it. I, it is cool to do. But, like, in the general premise of the game is you have to run through all these environments, absurd, crazy environments, and you're trying to essentially rescue your wife who has been thrown from a cliff into the abyss of the sea. She's dead. Maybe she's not. Then all of a sudden there's some... Weird. She probably deserved it. Well, that's the thing is she's actually all of your interactions with your wife. You like her. You don't like Alan Wake. Like he's a douche. <laughs> like <laughs> she's like, hey, honey, I love you. I think you're a great writer. Let me get you some coffee. Shut up, Brenda. What a freak. I'm Stephen King, Brenda. Like he's just. But your name's not Brenda, actually. But you know, he's just. He's a douche. You know, it's Karen. <laughs> It may as cat Karen, Brenda, whatever. It's a blonde white girl. May as well be. But she's just—I don't know, man. I don't. I just was. I just, I was really thrown off by like how unlikable the dude is. And then you—you you want me? I don't want your wife to be back with you. You're a douche. Like, like she's better off at the bottom of the season with you. And like you're having these these flashbacks, and you're you're going through like these weird memories of his, and. You know, it's very control in the sense that it's kind of nonsensical. You don't really know what's going on. And again, you don't know what's real and what's not. And the way you have combat is you have these enemies, these creatures, these rednecks in the woods with hatchets and chainsaws and machetes and beer bottles. And they're 
Urs Alawite, we're going to get him. And you just come out spouting all this gas. Yeah, it's it's like if if a meth lab (laughs) turned everyone inside loose and chased you (laughs) you through the woods. And so these people are all spouting all this crap at you and they run after you and they're trying to kill you. And it's cool because what you have to do is you have to you have to shine your flashlight at them, right? And then that will make them pop into reality. And then you can shoot them with your pistol or your shotgun or your hunt rifle or whatever it is you have, right? And so that is a cool premise. But when you do that like 4,000 times, it's not fun it, after a while. I was like, okay, you know what? <laughs> after like the first six hours of doing this, this is not near as enjoyable. Now you do get really. This is the most honest video game review I've ever heard you do, Daryl. Well, this game should be love it. right up my alley. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm saying all this stuff. Yeah. And I did enjoy my my time with it, just not all 15 hours. I enjoyed like six of the 15. This, this kind of how I felt about uh Dark Sector. Ah, I love that game. For like for years, well, like for years, you were talking about how great that game was, and I played it, and it was pretty neat, but. I just couldn't get into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I definitely feel you there. That's kind of how this game was. It's like, I was into it for, for times, but for the most part, I just, it, I was like, okay, can we just get done with this chapter? Cause it all just felt like it dragged on too, too long. Um, and CJ, I don't know if maybe, I don't know how far you've made it. And I don't know if you feel this way about it, but it just seemed like every level could have been half of its size. And I would have enjoyed it that much more because, like, the sound design is really good, right? The music mm-hmm. in between the games or in between the, the chapters, like, they end in these chapters, and it's almost like a previously on Alan Wake. Alan was a douche, and he's lost in the woods, you know? <laughs> they play these really awesome songs that just really fit the atmosphere. Uh, and it's just, like, there's so many parts about this game that just are really, really good. But running through the woods with my flashlight, like not being able to see five feet in front of me, trying to manage my cool down, like fighting all these dumb drunken rednecks. It just, that got really boring. And then I think maybe even 50% of the enemies would have made it better. And there's certain, there's certain set pieces. There's certain times where you do fight these hordes of them. And that's really fun. But like, if I'm going to have a section where I actually have to stop and interact with the environment and fight 50 enemies. Okay. And then 30 seconds later, I got six more of them, just randoms. It just seemed like it really it really took away from the battle that I just had. You know, it was like, man, that battle would have been better if I maybe would have spent 20 minutes building up to it. Um, mm-hmm. But the worst part, though, literally the thing that frustrated me to no ends is the game gives you a bunch of supplies at random times. And then as soon as you have them, it takes them away. Like you don't even, you don't get to use everything. So like, for example, oh man, I finally got me a couple boxes of revolver ammo and then something happens and they take everything away from me. Now all I've got is my flashlight or, oh man, I finally got me, uh, I got a hunting rifle and I got a pump shotgun and I've got some bullets for them. But then a cut scene is going to happen two, three minutes later, and then Alan Wake's going to be in jail and they've taken all of his guns and stuff and now everything's just gone. Like, mm-hmm. or you get, like, I've powered up my flashlight. Like, you find better flashlights, right? And they re- they re- automatically regens and and it's like, oh man, this is going to be a better flashlight. Or I've got all these batteries to keep my flashlight powered up. Then all of a sudden there's a cutscene, and it's, it's just like they just take everything. They they nonsensically take everything from you so many times in the game 
that it's like, what the freak is the point of picking it up? Like, I might as well just not pick anything up because I'm not going to get a chance to use all this ammo and all these guns. You're just going to take them from me. You know, I think, and that was probably one of the most frustrating parts to me, aside from overusing the really cool mechanic of shine the light on this thing, make it pop into reality and then kill it. <laughs> it was give me cool things, then take them from me without letting me use them. And there was a certain scene in the game where I've, I picked up probably seven flashbangs. Flashbangs are the best weapon in the game. Like hands down, you get a flashlight, I mean a flashbang, excuse me. You got like eight or nine enemies crowding around you. You throw down your flashbang. And then boom, you freaking just kill everybody. And it's awesome. But what happened for the first half of the game was every time I get flashbangs, then something would happen in the story that would require me to lose all of my stuff. And so I got to a section of the game where I just, as soon as I picked them up, I threw them down just so I could use them. You know, and then when I beat that section, because my fear is as a survival horror player, somebody who plays these games on regular and who's very seasoned in it, you know how it is. You guys just played Resident Evil 2, so you understand. Like, you want to conserve your ammo and all of your, your high-powered stuff because you know something big is coming that's going to require all of it. Then you're going to be stuck with your low-powered pistol or revolver or your knife or something. And so you're like, mm-hmm. oh, crap, I need to save this for the big bad. So what I was doing for the first half of the game was I was saving everything and they would just take it from me. And I was like, well, that sucked. I should have just used it. It would have made the section leading up to this easier because I wouldn't have died as much trying to be, you know, smart, you know, with how I played. So then after, like I said, after like the third or fourth time of doing that, it just got to be where it was frustrating and annoying. And like, so CJ, actually, I can, for a better, more enjoyable experience, just use your gear as you get it. Don't even save it. Don't even worry about it. Because they're going to take it from you if you don't use it. <laughs> use it or lose it. So It's but. funny you say that, though, because I, like, I don't play a lot of survival horrors. I don't like, especially if it's a good one, I find them very intense, a little yes. too intense for me, I think. So it's just, just you know, I, I tend to play games that are turn-based and slower, slower paced or whatever. So you know, they're obviously valid games. They're just, just not for me. But for this, this particular one, this Alan Wake, I quite like it for that reason in that, that you know, the, it seems like the first half of each chapter is very cutscene and story based, and then the second half, as you say, is with the in the woods with the enemies and stuff like this. Yeah. Seems to be how most of them are going. But and again, I'm playing it on an easy difficulty, so I'm sure on hard, it does feel more intense or whatever. But it does have this mechanic. I don't know if you used it or not. I definitely abuse ab- abusing it, where you can just run past the enemies and you can actually run through to the checkpoints often, so you can get through these sections quickly. Like I know that's not the point of it. But right. you, you can do that. And what, what I found refreshing this morning, because I got up early to play some Doom Eternal, is that getting towards the end of the first chapter and it was just getting a bit much, and I'm like, I'm just going to piss bolt for it because I can see where the end is and see what happens. And it actually won't trigger the scene until you kill all the enemies. So uh, it, it's interesting in that, you know, I know Alan Wake's an older game, but I, I think it does take a lot of the tension out now for me, knowing that, well, if this is just too much, I'm just going to run and I'll, I'll make it to the next. I might die once or twice, but I'll probably make it to the checkpoint. You know, and then I can just keep moving on. So there's that as well, I suppose. Yeah, you know, that was probably maybe once or twice where I actually did bolt to the next checkpoint and the enemies didn't chase me and didn't respond. Mm-hmm. But even knowing that, that's just not how I played it. I just fought everything. I worked my way through it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and I and I enjoyed it. I, I feel like I just did a whole lot of complaining and didn't really focus as, you know, I wasn't as tender with the things that I enjoyed because for the most part, 
I said it like it was a negative thing, but it's Stephen King video game. I mean, it is really great. And the way he narrates, you know, the video game, it's, it's very yeah. good. It's very well done. Very well written. Uh, watching the little, the, in, the internal monologues that you have, but you watch them on like a TV screen. Like those parts were really cool. The radio shows that are in the game, like there's one thing you can't say about Remedy is they don't put a lot of, of time and effort into their writing. And it's just top, top-notch stuff. Um, mm. It was just some of the 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 minute-to-minute combat stuff, some of the action stuff. It just frustrated me, and I just didn't feel like it had to be that way. you know. And I didn't bump down the difficulty or anything. I think I just played it on normal. Um, it just, I don't know. There was points in the game where I was like, this is frustrating. And then when I, I like made it out, like in the best case scenario, like I thought, it's like, oh man, I saved all my shotgun stuff or I barely use any of my hunting rifle. And then it's like, oh, here's a, here's the cutscene, And then now, oh wait, I literally have just my flashlight again. Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, and it could be that I just didn't play it right, but I just didn't feel like it worked for my play style. And like, I, when I was done, I looked back at the achievement list and I was like, well, I could go back and get some of these or I can just delete it and play something else. <laughs> so <laughs> that was kind of, that was kind of it. You know, I think my overall, I enjoyed my time, um, but I don't, I won't go back and play any more of it. So I'm, I'm pretty yeah. much done with that. one. I think what would be really interesting, I know Levi suggested it the other day, but perhaps, I don't know if you're going to play Quantum Break at, at some point now in the future, having, yes. having played that, but one of the things that I, I'm finding, like the remedy, you know, because it's obvious you, you like control the best, but they're, they're a studio that obviously struggles with how to tell their narrative because, you know, in Alan Wake, it is pretty clearly divided. It's it's like, a, you know, a don't nod game almost in the start. It's heavy heavy narrative, then the action in the second part. In Quantum Break, they, they struggle even more because it's all action, but then they threw in TV episodes, in effect, to tell right. the narrative, which, you know, it's valid, but it's how they did it. But by the time they got to control the narrative, there, there were very few cutscenes in that game so the narrative they've now moved again into collectibles and it's really interesting to see like a lot of the studios that you you play they go the other way they go from very little narrative and they add it through cutscenes as they develop they're almost you know i think they're evolving almost to to this way where you can play the game without interacting with the story in control and have a great time still or you can put the effort in and interact with the story but the early game like Alan Wake and even and Quantum Break, you can't do that. They they force you into the narrative. So it's interesting to see, you know, they're, they're almost like they're, they're favoring gameplay, I suppose. Uh, you know, that's how they're developing, which, uh, you know, I think, like, I don't know how you guys feel, but I think most gamers are far more interested in the gameplay than the narrative, which, you know, that's not my case, but that's how it seems to be. So I, I think well, I, that would be really interesting once you play Quantum Break to see your your view across all three games. And, and I think me, I, I played Quantum Break when it came out. Uh, I picked it up mm. and I played the first chapter, watched the first movie, and I fell asleep and then never went back to the game. Uh, and that was not necessarily a testament of the game as much as it was. I had just come off of Horizon Zero Dawn and I thought Horizon Zero Dawn controlled. I know that's not one of your favorite games, but I thought it controlled so well. I just loved the way that game played. And then to play Quantum Break afterwards, I thought Quantum Break was much inferior of a of a controlling game, and it didn't look as good. I thought that you know Horizon Zero Dawn looked great. Quantum Break had this weird like filter kind of over everything, and so I just it just didn't resonate with me. It didn't work. As a fan of Remedy's games, 
from Max Payne to now, I'm going to go back and you know, next up on my list would be, you know, going back and giving quantum break, you know, a better, a better shot and I'll see, you know? And, um, like, like I said, I don't think Alan Wake is a bad game by any stretch. I just think there was some parts that were uh, a little bloated. And if they would have just not reset my freaking inventory, <laughs> I think I would have had a much better time. But that just, that frustrates me to no end. So I hate that in all games. Like, I cannot stand whenever you're playing a game and you've got all this good stuff and then there's a certain part in the story where now you're back to nothing. It just, and then, oh, you got to hunt down your gear. You got to go find your guns, find your armor. I'm like, I just don't, I just, I hate it. I think it's stupid. It doesn't work for me. It's not the way I want to play. And Alan Wake did that not once, not twice, freaking near six times, I think. It might even be more than that. Like it just, it really pay attention when you're playing it and let me know. <laughs> like it feels like every twice a chapter, mm-hmm. they just completely take everything from you. And I'm like, that's, I mean, is that, is that supposed to make it more tense and more scary? Cause it's not, it's really pissing me off. Like give me my crap back or really hard to make it this far with this stuff. <laughs> but anyways, that's me. So does Sony send you a dime every time you 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 know propagate this Horizon Zero Dawn garbage on the rest of us? Or what How do you think this podcast has lasted as long as it has? <laughs> it ain't because the ad revenue. <laughs> Tell you what, it'll be it'll be dreadful if the the Sony ponies come under this virus, you know, and that's just it. It's, it's the end. <laughs> so take Horizon Zero do you Dawn. Not with like, do you not like Horizon Zero Dawn? No, it's great. It's kept the sheep in line for years. <laughs> It's a fantastic game. It's amazing. Fair enough. Yeah, he, it's his favorite. <laughs> it is. It's so. a suspe- it, I hold a special place to that game. It's how I determine who you know what I think of other gamers. So I've got a pretty fixed opinion about Daryl now. Yeah. <laughs> well, how about this, CJ? I don't think I've ever actually heard you air your grievances about Horizon Zero Dawn. So while we're on the subject of it, uh, why don't you tell share your story with us on why that game. Uh, irks your butt so bad well that would take forever so just the short version there's a game full of collectibles collectible cups that add no value to the game at all a waste of time it's a ripoff of the witcher in every every way a poor man's ripoff as well finally sony managed to get some sort of graphical fidelity in their game of course if you play it in 4k on hdr they couldn't figure out fighting so when it goes to (laughs) night you can hardly see anything and when it's day you can't blinded by the white light of you know aloy's downstairs department or something and then to get the platinum you have to do these ridiculous challenges that are just have nothing to do with the game anyway that just waste time and i just like like actually killing things was fine you know but all this other garbage and look it's not you know everyone who who talks that loves that game goes oh it's such an amazing step forward for gorilla well who cares congratulations on finally making a game like everybody else it's not an amazing step (laughs) forward at all just ripped off somebody else you know congratulations like it's a it's a poor man's witcher assassin's creed mix that's all it is no, I don't, you can't. There's nothing there. Move on. And the ending, we're not going to say, obviously, but it's like, uh, it's not even an ending. It's just like, we're going to phone it in here. You know, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Thank you. Well. Happy you asked? I, I really am, you know. And I, I'm, I just wanted to say that while you were going on your rant, I got a trophy. <laughs>
That's right, baby. Got a trophy. You did dubstep. All right. Well, I hate that you didn't have the blast of a time that I did with my 68, 69-ish hours uh, in Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, give him another dime, Sprony. He did it again. Another <laughs> dime. Ding, ding, ding. I got that platinum, and I was like, oh, my gosh. So this game's over? Like, I got the, the last trophy I got in that game was that power armor that's supposed to make the game, like, easier. <laughs> I, was, I didn't even try. I didn't go I give you it. a dollar. Can we just move on? That'll cover you for the next year of talking about this All game. right. Well, then there you go. I've met my quota. I, ha- I have earned my commission for Pimpin' Horizon Zero Dawn, and we can move on over to our leaderboards. Mm. Well, this time, guys, we're only going to do two leaderboards because for whatever reason, the PC Master Race can't get the drivers updated and installed to make their leaderboard work correctly. <laughs> I guess, uh, oh, it is tax season, so that's what it is. All the PCs are you know, processing all the taxes and the returns and all that good stuff. So for whatever reason, the leaderboard's down. I'm going to make another leaderboard and try this again. We're going to try, you know, I appreciate you, Kevin Ryan, for making us a leaderboard, but whatever you did didn't work. So that, whatever you did, crash the system. <laughs> yes. I tell you so, what, you want to ring up Sony when you get your dimes there for just spooking them, and you want to tell them that's the marketing quote for PS5, more consistent than a PC. <laughs> <laughs> that's all they can go with. <laughs> there you go. So, all right. So if you're interested in having your gamer name read out on the show, just participate in our Loot Bros leaderboards. Head on over to truetrophies.com. You can sign yourself up and join the Loot Bros podcast custom leaderboard. And what we have this week in first place, as no surprise, Affectatious Donk with 205 trophies. The only reason you got I'd first like place. Donate, can I donate 150 of my trophies to the one eyed bandit? Because he's got one eye. He can't. How could you play with one <laughs> eye? I, I want to give him 150. Tricky has been knocked down so far in this in this leaderboard because he can't see to read his guides for his uh for his little um <laughs> visual novels. <laughs> He's completely crippled in the trophy game now because he he can't do his VN. So he, might not be, he might not be able to see well enough to host a podcast, but he he can sure see well enough to find the Division Two app on the PS4 and play it every day. True that his one good eye is always fixed on the Division. So, all right, in second place, goals with a very, very just ridiculous. I can't even believe that the Loot Bros listeners has allowed this to happen. Second place, Resident Era with 19 trophies. That's nothing. So, that's terrible. And I'm tied for, with uh, Mr. TMNT for 19 trophies. Like, it's just, that's just, that's pitiful. I'm, I'm embarrassed uh, for all of us. And then stop replaying Horizon Zero Dawn. There are no more trophies there. No more. I still have to go back and get all the Frozen Wilds trophies. So I, I've got more time with Horizon Zero Dawn. And then uh, pulling up the rear is Gaz Davis Eleven with fifteen trophies. That's pretty sad, guys. That's pretty. That's pretty terrible. Hey, lay off them. Everyone's getting the C virus. <laughs> no. So I mean, what it is is uh, that one Segal has forfeited. In the, in the in the trophy race, and everyone had to take a week off and pour one out for him. Mm. So. Spammed out. Mm-hmm. All right. With the Xbox leaderboards, the true achievements leaderboards, in first place, Smashing Gwen's Candle would be the Resident <laughs> Daryl with 865 achievement points. Second place would be JDI Master Ace with 255 achievement points. And then coming in 
the rear or coming from behind. I guess that'd be the best way to say it. Either way, it's it's bad. <laughs> it is Gwen's candle. <laughs> what happens with the candle stays with the candle. With 125 achievement points, Gwen's candle did not get a lot of action this week. That just proves how versatile the candle is. It can come in the front or the back door. <laughs> it almost seems like its intent, its placement is intentional. <laughs> Well, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, well, big shout out to Gwen's Candle. Thank you so much for making my day that much more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And for the leaderboards. So, all right. You guys want to head over to Community Quest? You ever see Gwen playing the old Horizon Zero Dawn? That'd be hilarious. Uh, if, it, if it comes to PC and gets achievements. <laughs> oh, I hope so. so it's Are you going to split P- these times with me or at the end? Or how's this going to work? I'll put it like this. I will split my commission with you once you platinum Horizon Zero Dawn. Or did you Platinum Horizon Zero Dawn? Well, I've actually... I did Platinum it, yeah. Okay. It cost a lot in nooses that, that month. <laughs> Get some money back, it'd be nice. Uh, I mean, would you have... I'd waste fa- it on Valley. Yeah, there you are. Yeah, I did that, so... <laughs> you Platinum to Valley, didn't you? No, no, I, I draw the line of garbage. <laughs> All right, Frosty, <laughs> you want to uh, head on over uh, to community questions? Yes, I do. Now we move on to our, well, my favorite segment of the show, community questions. Kicking this thing off is Raven Gordon, who asks, okay, whole podcast crew is in Skyrim. Who's the first to get accidentally killed and how? (laughs) So I will kick this off and share a story of very much like my first Skyrim experience. You know, uh, starting this brave new adventure. I just escaped prison while I was in prison. I don't know. You're always in prison at the beginning of these games. Um, I don't want to know why. But got my broadsword, got some armor, some rusty armor that I got from killing a rat, <laughs> looking in a barrel, um, traveling down the plains. In the distance, I see White Run. Then I see some people fighting a giant, and I get really excited. And I run up to the giant to kill him, and he smacks me with a a club, and I go flying in the sky. So that's uh, probably how I'll die <laughs> in Skyrim. Just chasing a giant, old one-eyed giant. Just chasing a giant, and it's uh, a metaphor for my life. Seeing the distance, I see my goals and my dreams, <laughs> and then I get distracted. I side quests and get dead and it kills me <laughs> <laughs> well i don't say if we take this literally then i would say that josh would be clearly josh yeah so, yeah i was the first one to go. <laughs> he's dead so there's that yeah we don't know how he died because we couldn't find him <laughs> like he was on an adventure with us we turned around we're like where is he i don't know he's He's in a cave somewhere getting hacked, <laughs> hacked apart by a Necromets or, or something. No, getting getting penetrated by the Dunkless. He actually gets, yes, Sir Dunkless. He gets uh, resurrected by a Necromancer. And then on a side quest, we find the Necromancer. And he sends his minion after us. Who's Josh? Who's been brought back from the dead? And we kill him. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he dies. Mm. The... The end. The end. <laughs> um, uh, another trophy. What are you playing? Um, next question. <laughs> what are you playing right now? I'm playing Vanquish. 
I just want no. I'm asking. Like, what do you? Mean? I'm playing Vanquish. So just get you're getting all kinds of trophies in this this hard game you're playing. It's very hard, but I am persevering through it. I'm just uh, grabbing the challenge by the thick of it. Very nice. That's what gamers should do. Well, Zach Cheney asked, "What game were you surprised that you finished as a child?" any game on Nintendo <laughs> going back to those games are hard as balls. Yeah. Now, which Nintendo are we talking like? Like NES, Super NES? Either, really. Which, I mean, there, there was a lot of really hard games on Super NES too, but looking back, I guess as a kid, there were so many games I played and beat that I was really, really surprised even today that I beat like uh, Super C Yep, was one of them. Um, Super Contra, if you will. I only beat that like because going back and trying to Konami code. I, I could never do that. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, whatever. Well, even like now, like going back, playing it, it's still pretty tough. Like there's still a couple of games that some people might consider difficult that I can go back and play because because I've played them so much. But there's a couple of games that like I might consider classics, like Super C, that I've only played and beat maybe two, three times in my lifetime. Which compared to the other games I've played, it's not really a whole lot. But going back and trying to play those games now, like it's just tough. It's really tough. It's like they released a Mega Man collection, and I was playing through that, and I forgot how hard some of those Mega Man levels were. And then I look at the the trophies, and I'm like, I'm never getting to plat this. <laughs> it's like I'm not even going to attempt never. this trash. Yeah, I don't actually. I don't know if that game had a plat. I think it was just like you, you unlock all the bronze trophies or whatever yeah i think you're right yeah i beat uh one of the contra games i thought it was the original contra um but man i i bought the contra collection on ps4 dude it's mm-hmm. just ridiculous like it's not even enjoyable it's so hard with the konami code i was like and me and my son yeah. my oldest were playing it and you can definitely tell the difference between us old school gamers and these new school kids just because the way that they play games is completely different and we just mm-hmm. just constantly died. Like it was, and of course he just he didn't have any kind of etiquette when it comes to stealing extra men. So the Joker just ran all my lives out. <laughs> and then no. after he runs all my no. lives out, he goes, "This game sucks." Tell about you tell about generation that plays a game where literally you have to race to loot boxes, take all the good weapons, while you, everyone around you dies, and then you build a stupid fort <laughs> as someone shooting at you. Yep. Then you aim at them and try to shoot them and kill them. But guess what? The shooting mechanic is dick. You can't hit anything. Yeah, I'm talking about you, Fortnite. <laughs> Suck. Hate you. You know what I like, though? Horizon Zero Dawn. That's a good game. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else is on the payroll now. But, at least you got your episode. <laughs> Ching, I'm trying to feed my kid. <laughs> <laughs> You hear him? You hear him about yeah, it? He's, he's excited. He's like, he's like, feed me. Give me some money, daddy. <laughs> uh, Andrew Middlemas asks, well, well, CJ, did you have anything to add to the last question? Um, yeah, I suppose the one that it comes to mind for me was uh, like it's different game, different type of game to what you guys are talking about, but uh, Zork Nemesis. I don't know if you ever played any of the Zork games or not. It's like a visual... Um, it's like almost like a, a point and click uh, adventure style game, I suppose. And I remember playing that like, and uh, we didn't have the internet. So, and I don't think it would have helped anyway, because it was a bit before the time where you could look up answers. And so it was full of puzzles and like uh, alchemy and, 
a whole lot of things, music puzzles as well and all this stuff. And it took ages because, you know, I'm not the smartest tool in the, in the box. And so it took ages to figure it out. And I remember, <laughs> I remember spending months on it. And it was like, it was probably the last time I felt an achievement playing a game, I suppose, because, you know, it was actually required some effort uh, <laughs> or whatever. But it was, yeah, that game was amazing. Like I imagine if you went back to it today, it would probably look like garbage. But at the time, yeah, it was it was very dark. It was a phenomenal game, and uh, it took yeah it took months, but it was um yeah I was surprised that I ever finished that. I think because it, it was it got difficult or for difficult for a kid anyway. Hmm. I remember when I, I I played and beat the first Medal of Honor on PlayStation and got all the medals. I was so proud of myself. Had like a hundred percent. Basically, I was like a platinum in PlayStation days. Yep, because you can go in and look at all the medals you had. I had all the medals, and I remember my uh. Aunt and uncle were living with us at the time, and my cousin Gabrielle and her little brother, uh, Ricky Jr., who was a little obnoxious turd back then. Uh, shout out, love you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, somehow he got my memory card and somehow erased all the data. So I got on there one day and it's like <laughs> just white. Yeah. I was so sad. But yeah, that game was kind of tough, especially on the harder difficulties. I got one for you since you mentioned stuff, memory cards. Even. And I play them still, but the Resident old Resident Evil games, like mm-hmm. I did every like all of the crazy runs, the arrange mode runs. I did the knife runs, all that stuff back on the from the PlayStation to the GameCube. And I've unlocked the note from the developers, you know, the little things where you've literally done all that there is to do. And then mm-hmm. I go and play these games on modern console now, ten years later. And I can't freaking do those things to get the trophies and the achievements. I'm just like, I'm all of a sudden, I'm that much dumber. Like, <laughs> I just can't. Well, but then you had more time to to That's true. invest in the game. So, like, your muscle memory kicked in. You're just, your your memory in general kicked in. So you I had it back then. Where to go, you knew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you knew where to go. You knew where the items were. You knew where the zombies were. It's like I watched a speed run of Resident Evil Remake a while back, and the guy, not only was he playing the game in Japanese because the text isn't as long, mm-hmm. when you pick up items and stuff, you could scroll through the text faster, so it like cuts milliseconds off of your gameplay, which I thought was pretty neat. Um, but he was like, he'd run down, you know, the hallway of death with the mirrors and the crimson zombie oh, yeah. laying on the floor. That Yeah, he would go through that hallway like it wasn't even there. Like he would run through and I get touched. The zombie that's around the corner. Yeah. Like the zombie that's around the corner when he like if you run around a corner it grabs you, he would run and he'd back up just for a second, causing the zombie to whiff its attack and then just run around it. Like <sighs> amazing. But you know he spent hours playing that game, mm-hmm. investing t- <clears throat> time in the game. <clears throat> it's kinda like me when I play Mega Man X. Like I know where everything's at, I can run through the game like blindfolded, you know what I mean? Um that's because I pl- for years I played that game, you know, so it's still kind of embedded in my memory. Or like when somebody goes back, you see these guys go back and play like Super Mario World Three. Like they know where all the whistles are. They know, you know. So same concept, but as we get older, it's like we don't have time to invest in stuff like that anymore. Like, that, that's so true. Because I mean, when you're a kid, what else are you going to do? I mean, your only job is to leech off the family unit. You're not going to go get a job and actually contribute <laughs> or anything. So might as well just keep doing it. And you know, now you're you're older, like in your thirties, you, you try it two times, and the third time it's like, <laughs> work or I'll delete you. Like that's that's the reality. Right? <laughs> 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 CJ threatening his games. <laughs> I don't get to five percent by mistake. <laughs> uh, 
That's beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah. I was just telling my son the other day, I was like, you little leech. That's right. <laughs> Quit leeching off me. It's like, oh. uh, that's awesome. I could be playing video games right now. Speedrunner Resident Evil, but no. Oh, no I got to be your freaking dad. I got to be your father. Could you imagine now, if you know what you knew now, but you went back to being a six-year-old, you'd just be like, this would be so cool. <laughs> I would like, have all over... these idiots running around. I could do whatever I want all day, suckers. <laughs> uh, I definitely have more than 200 Platinums. <laughs> mm. uh... Yeah, real high goals, guys. <laughs> real high goals. <laughs> yeah, we're going places. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Middlemus asks, what game gets your blood pumping for you? I've been playing Neo lately, and some of the boss fights slash multi-opponent fights keep the old palms sweaty. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um, I never finished that one though, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, there's a second one out apparently. Yeah, it came out this week. Yeah, that's the thing. So that's pretty pretty much how it is with any Soulsborne game. Like Sekiro, I played Sekiro it was like that. Game was intense. Yeah, some of those rat games really get my palms sweaty. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Ooh, getting ready. Pop another one, boys. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, I get any any of the horror games. Get, that's why I play them. But then when I'm playing them, I'm like, man, this freaking sucks. Like, my heart hurts. Like, I don't, I don't know why I torture <laughs> myself with it. Because even with Alan Wake, there were times where, you know, the, these guys are creeping up around me. I mean, it's dark. I can't see anything. I got my headphones in. And I'm like, ah, like this is getting a little tense. And then, oh, God, yeah. they took my stuff from me. Now I'm really screwed. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, kind of felt that way during Resident Evil 2 whenever Mr. X was involved. Yes. Because he just doesn't, he doesn't stop. Yeah. Like, the dude just didn't catch a hint. Like, hey, I'm running from you. <laughs> but it was, uh, <laughs> don't chase me. Because, you know, like most games have that barrier of like you can feel safe in like certain rooms and stuff, you know. But like, I don't know, I would run halfway across the police station from this guy. Then I'd hear footsteps right outside the door. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This dude right, right outside the door right now? Yeah. And then the footsteps would stop. And then you'd go down the hallway, open the door, and he's like in that room. It's like, oh, God. So um, that was pretty, pretty cool. I enjoyed that mechanic a lot. But um, I'm hearing that Resident Evil 3 Nemesis can go into safe rooms. So. Ah, dude, when I read that, I kind of rolled my eyes. I was like, God, <laughs> no, the whole point of being a safe room is because I'm supposed to be safe. Yeah. Which I don't know. I like that a lot. Ugh. I think it's cool. Have, have either of you played Outlast 2? If you're, you know, I own it. I just have played it. I played the first Outlast. I have not played the second one yet. Yeah, I had the collection. I bought. I bought it from Daryl, and then ended up trading it a while back, like a like a dummy. But I, yeah, I would definitely recommend it because that game. Like, I don't play a lot of horror, but that that is the most intense game I've ever played. And quite often, because nothing's happening, just the atmosphere in that game is is something else. It's uh definitely worth a look. Yeah, I like those sort of games, very intense. Yeah. Yeah, the, the first one was, was fantastic. I remember it was like one of the, I think, second or third free games that we had gotten to the PlayStation Plus. I downloaded it, um, and I was playing. It was in the den at night, turned all the lights off. It was me and my TV, and it was just like, you know, I couldn't see anything out my peripherals or anything. It was just the TV, and mm-hmm. I was really getting into the game, had my headset on everything. 
And uh, this is late in the middle of the night. Wife had already went to bed. About an hour or two later, she wakes up, and I didn't. I can't hear her, obviously. And she comes walking up, and I see something at the corner of my eye as I'm playing, like during this intense scene, you know. And I swear to you, my, my wife almost killed me that night. I almost, I almost dropped dead of heart attack. <laughs> it scared me so much. Dude. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah this kid's awesome. Kid, yeah. <laughs> like, because she just appeared. Like, it was out of nowhere. It was, it was great. Dude, that's how it was playing the P, playing PT. Like, I was playing in my living room during the day. I had on headphones. My wife was sitting beside me watching some trashy reality TV show. But yeah, that game was so, what's that demo that, that was so atmospheric. And I was like, oh my gosh. And it was like, you're hearing that radio playing. That guy talking about how the mm-hmm. man just like went home and like killed his whole family. And it's just like, man, this mm-hmm. is so creepy, so intense. And then like you had just seen the the baby in the sink and there's like a chick with the freaking blood on her dress. And I was like, oh my God, this is just mm-hmm. getting crazy. And then my wife freaking grabbed my arm and said, ah, I thought, I mean, I, I think momentarily my heart stopped beating. <laughs> I was like, what the freak did you do that for? Like, I was so mad. Like I could die. <laughs> that, that's like breaking the fourth dimension world horror, though, isn't it? Because you're totally immersed in the game, and then you're ripped out of it, Daryl. And then you suddenly realize when you're ripped out of it, you have a wife, kids, a mortgage, a job. I mean, the, the terror never ends, does it? <laughs> Dude, Brandy got both of us that one night, man. We were—I forget what we we're playing, and. uh but we we're both sitting there with headset on, and she come up and scared. She scared you, and when she scared you, it scared me. <laughs> that's that's a big deal in my family, dude. Is jump scares, like like I, I had to mute my microphone and yell downstairs a few minutes ago because the little guy was screaming because he had been hiding downstairs waiting on the other ones to come down. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not kidding, man. It's a daily occurrence in my house where someone hides behind something. And then jumps out and scares people. And like the little dude, my, my youngest, he, he's he been wanting me to play. We beat Bendy and the Ink Machine together. And that game's got like some creepy parts. It, I don't think it was, you know, it pales in comparison to like Outlast or anything like that. Like that, he, he's been like, let's play Bendy and the Ink Machine. Let's play Bendy and the Ink Machine. And then freaking like he gets terrified playing it. He's like, all right, you got to play this part, daddy. I'm like, nah, bro, you said you want to play. <laughs> He's like, I'm just I'm scared. I can't do it. And then as soon as the scary part is about to happen, like it's the tension building that he doesn't like. Once it's there, oh, okay. I, I'm just gonna be a jump scare here. I'll play it. So, but yeah, we we definitely we play a lot of games to get our blood pumping in this house. We're probably all gonna die very very early in life. <laughs> about you, T Bird. Well, I just recently had one today by playing Doom. I randomly ha- came across one of the challenge rooms and died like twice to it. Thanks, thankfully, I had like two extra lives. So, yeah, it helped out. I got done with it and my heart was pounding a little bit because it was so intense. Very nice. So, uh, lastly, for our community questions, Zach Cheney chimes in again and says, what are some gaming truths that no one likes to admit? And of course, he, he uh, uh, inserted here um, about console disputes. He wants something other than console disputes. So like, don't be like, I'll tell you the truth. Xbox sucks, which I mean, it does. But we're going to stray away from that and insert something else. What are some gaming truths that no one likes to admit? 
Not all I think I'm going to regret this. party games are as good as people pretend. Which one? Not all Sony first-party games are as good as people pretend. That's a truth. Oh, you mean like, you mean like the order? The game was oh, the great. The order was a better one. Hmm. <laughs> the game was great. Get your expectations Ooh. in check. Not every game needs to be a thirty-hour game. That's right. Knack, uh, no. knack two, knack three. There you go. Knack three, oh, the thirty-hour experience. <laughs> so. I, I think that games are far more addicting than uh, than people like to admit. I think that that is a, a truth, whether we like to admit it or not, that I see it in my children. Sometimes they just don't want to turn it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm starting to see that a little bit with my son, and he'll be three, but not with so much with games, but we got him a little like tablet, uh, a nabby, that's what it's called. And uh, so he gets on there and he'll draw and he'll like, you know, play little games. And uh, but he, we also have a, there's a YouTube on there. We have a um, a playlist for him. Everything else is like um, parental. Um, yep. It's, it's per, uh, parent locked. You know what I'm trying to say. And uh, <clears throat> but he gets on there and he has a couple of videos that he watches. And um, like if he if, if it's time for bed or something, you know, and like we're trying to get it, up the navy away from him, like he's pitching a fit. You know, not always, but there's been times where, you know, he's like super tired and he's like fighting sleep at the same time of being on the Navi. He'll, he'll pitch a fit. <laughs> so yeah, I, I definitely see that, you know, and thinking back when I was a kid, like there were times where like when Gears of War was big, um, the time I was 18, like I was playing the hell out of some Gears of War. Um, and I'd stay up and this is back when I could stay up till two and wake up at eight at seven, seven thirty, go to work, <laughs> you know? And feel fine. Now I do that. I feel like I'm the walking dead. So, <clears throat> but I, I got one. Uh, that's a good one. I got one. It's a good one. Call of Duty Ghost was actually the best game in the series, not the worst. No, that's a factual lie. So, <laughs> is that is an actual, factual, no. subjective lie. <laughs> Uh, was that the one with the dog where you had yes. the dog? Yeah, yes. the, the old next gen graphics dog and it looks like dark. <laughs> <laughs> right, look at the graphics of this dog. Great game. True masterpiece. It was a masterpiece before Horizon Zero Dawn was the next gen masterpiece. <laughs> That's bad. You should, you should never judge a reviewer by their reviews, but what have you done today, Daryl? Valley, Horizon Zero Dawn, and now you say uh, this ghost thing is great. Yeah. I mean, I there's, know, these are, hey, there's a list of my favorite things right there. So. <laughs> must be wonderful to be Just, impressed by small things. A little mind. Uh, you should ask my wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking, because uh, you're now volunteering to do user reviews, Daryl, and, you know, we're entering a stage of abstinence, you know, here, because, you know, well, like, it'll be like, it'll be like being married, you know, so this will be perfect for you guys. Uh, this wanking simulator, could you review this for me? <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if this was going to come up. Oh, <laughs> I, I t- so I'm, I'm like, just watching the trailer. Do you, do you want me to read it off? <laughs> yes. Explain to everybody what Wanking Simulator is. All right. So you play as Winston Gay, 
a man whose house has been taken by the corrupt government after being called out for waking too loud by his neighbors. Now Winston is on a mission <laughs> to make everyone in the town pay a price for taking away his home. <laughs> oh my god. There's uh, nothing worse too in loud. life than an enthusiastic wanker. I can tell oh you. My- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let me give a little background on this one right i'm a part of a website a group called uh, key mailer and you can go in there and review you get review copies for games you know stuff like that and it's something i did a long time ago back when i used to do reviews for proven gamer and we would get stuff mailed to us and then i also had access to this well i'd kind of quit doing that for a long time and then a few months back decided i'd get back involved in some of that stuff and <clears throat> my kids really want to be they want to do youtube videos and they want to play some of these garbage games that youtubers play and i'm like well i'm not buying them but if we're doing going to do them for review whatever so i go on there and i just periodically just check to see what's you know what's out there and this one is just one that keeps popping up like and as like one of the promoted games and <laughs> When I, I, I like looked at it, I'm like, wanking simulator. Now, it can't really be wank. Oh, it really is. You have to cause destruction in the game, and then I guess you score points by, by wanking it. And if you read the description, it says it doesn't actually show any genitalia. It just shows the, the motion and then the noise. <laughs> hard, hard pass. I'm buying it. <laughs> well yeah and so what i did was i had pitched it to tanner and i said tanner you're the big pc guy right like you should <laughs> you should try this out like this and he's like why why would you want me to play this I'm like it's not a knock on you or anything like that it's just that it would be funny because if you look at listen to the feature the, the game features there's explore a nice neighborhood full of things ready to be sent flying into space destroy things throw people blow up cars for fun or be a civilized man whose goal is just to quietly wank. And then in parentheses, it says boring. It says <laughs> unlockable abilities such as explosion spell or spawning an aggressive pony, which will help you fight bad human beings. Drive your uncle's car, complete deliveries, races and missions, or just chase clouds in a hot air balloon. It's got a sandbox mode an arena mode challenges. You can customize your character. <laughs> achievements and goals this is the most complete game ever it really has everything and then the last bullet point says try to cause uh as much property damage as you can and then upload your score to the leaderboard i mean like it's it's like it's grand theft auto essentially <laughs> wait 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 i'm just i'm looking at the i'm so on the key mailer site the <laughs> last devs. The last sentence says you are free to go wherever you want and short anything you want our protagonist is given the unlockable superpowers such as spells, magic, cum shots. <laughs> Wait, magic, comma, cum no, shots magic, or magic, magic cum, cum shots? shots. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just casting your spells is all that's happening here. Lightning bolt. Yeah. I the trailer. <laughs> have you seen any of the gameplay oh it looks ridiculous <laughs> it is fantastic 
<laughs> you have to watch that after, these, Daryl. That's fantastic. The, these these developers are basically Rockstar, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, so no, I, it'll be a hard pass for me. Uh, oh, I, CJ, I, I I just straight up bought it. Now you're joking. It's got four minutes left to install. Oh god, <laughs> he's gonna be playing Wanking Simulator on the show. <laughs> oh. Can I just put my gloves on? Hang on a second. There you go. <laughs> but so we need our face shields. <laughs> mm. uh, God, dog, no, that is so funny. Something nice yeah. to knock out this afternoon, anyway. There you go. <laughs> it just looked like uh, it. It reminded me of Goat Simulator, but <laughs> yeah, different type of goat. A complete so, game. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I look forward to you uh, giving us your review of Wanking Simulator, Danner. Mm. all right you guys ready to move on to this week's official topic i hope it's a hands-on approach (laughs) Mm. this is where i get to use my magic cum shot right oh god no (laughs) (laughs) oh man all right to the twat uh this week's official topic so everybody knows e3 has been canceled everything's been canceled uh the nba has been canceled um, mini golf has been canceled. So you can't even, there's curfews now. We can't even get donuts after 7 PM. Like it's freaking crazy right now. It's COVID-19 to Travis too. That's really rocking our worlds. So in place of this, everyone is moving to digital events. So I wanted to pitch this to you guys. And I mentioned it in the Facebook group last week. We'd be talking about this. What would you like to see in place of the normal E3? So we're not going to get the big, you know, stream of conferences back to back to back, followed by a week long uh, hands on with different games. What would you guys like to see in place of this? Would you like to see them do, you know, oh, this is E3 week. We're still going to pretend we're all together and just do live, you know, casts of everything. Or would you like to see a trickle down effect where everybody kind of does their own thing? Uh, what what you guys want? Start with you, Tanner. I figure they still do the whole the streams. I mean, most of the big companies can do it from their like in house, so I don't see why the they would have a problem doing it. But like the smaller indie showcases, that would probably be more tough for them. Maybe somebody come in and helps help them all out, maybe like kind of funny does. Yeah, I heard that they're going to do it. They're going to do the indie showcase again. Good. Are you frost? Any ideas to save the industry? Um, I mean, obviously we would probably move more towards something in st- streaming, like what Tanner was saying. Uh, I don't know. I wanted to be, wanted to be interesting. That's for sure. You know, I feel like they're these past couple of like the video game awards, which that's kind of a bad example, but like I enjoy watching the video game awards. You know, I will continue to watch it every year. I just feel like there's some, there's too much fluff in it. And they they try a little too hard. Uh, granted, they got like musical guests and all this stuff. Like it's a it is a completely separate event. I get that, you know, than like any of the game conferences. But I want it to be more like straight to the point. Like, you know, kind of like a couple of years ago during Sony's press conference at E3. Like it was great. You had uh, the the one where they showcased God of War for the first time. Um, that was a great conference. I want more of that. Um. But, you know, given the whole situation that's going on now, I don't know. I I feel like it's a... 
feel like it was a wise choice to do what they did because I mean that's what every company's doing right now just to be safe. You know what I mean? Um, like I'm gonna I'm gonna admit like I feel like it was a little blown out of proportion in the beginning. I feel like you know I was kind of a skeptic before, but like you know we we're hearing about cases locally and you know maybe there is something really going on. Maybe this is like a strain of the flu, just way stronger. We just need to take more precaution. That's fine. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Like I, I'd like to see. I, it sucks. The E3 is not going to be here this year. Yeah, just canceled. Or whatever. So I don't know. We'll have to have to see. I do like the comment though. That's on the screenshot that you took. It was uh, it's pretty funny. It's like they're like, hey, you know, in light of the recent events, the coronavirus, uh, E3 will be canceled. Uh, sorry for any inconvenience. Uh, we love you guys. Thanks for all your support. This dude's like, you pussies. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I screenshot and put it in there. <laughs> no, that's that's how it is. Uh, that's how the, it's the internet. I think there's a guy. Uh, I don't want to name any names, but he's um on my uh, uh on my Facebook, and uh, he's he's taking an opportunity to like attack people for you know just their, I guess unreliance to comply with like any safety precautions involving corona the coronavirus you know what i mean like it it, it takes time for people to like adjust because everyone's got their lives you know like we can't just all stop and say oh my gosh everyone's getting the flu we gotta shut it down you know it takes time for like okay this is serious like you know um like i've been telling everybody uh, all of our customers like yeah we're planning on working until the government tells us to stop so but he's kind of taking a taking an approach to like bash people online who aren't, you know, um, with everyone else who's like wanting to shut themselves in and just completely quarantine. Like I uh, posted that video of uh, Coca and Missy stuck in Guatemala. Yep. You know, a shout out to them. Good friends of ours. We used to play music with them. Uh, to die, great band. They went to Guatemala for a wedding and then like 12, what, 12 hours before they were supposed to leave, the airports were just like, nope, you can't go home. Yep. There were zero confirmed um, cases. And when they went to that wedding and then before, when they went to go leave, they shut the borders, shut, cut out all flights, everything. Yeah. So I think they finally made it to, they're on the way or made it to Mexico yeah, and then they got to come. Yeah. They had to come from Mexico to here. I mean, they have children at home right now. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, and they were reporting like, you know, other people that were stuck there trying to get home to their kids and their family and stuff. And uh, I posted that and this guy was like, what a bunch of morons. They should have known better. Uh, oh my God. They're so stupid. I'm like, Hey, I know these people like chill, <laughs> you know, like everyone just expects us to just be, you know, on, gotta be on board. We gotta, we just gotta know everything. We gotta be fully prepared. And let's be honest, this is America. We're not always prepared for things. You know? We're always prepared for war. And that's literally it. <laughs> pretty much but like what if it happens here you know like red dawn style you know, me and daryl are gonna be in the woods wolverines <laughs> <laughs> you know so yeah. um eating our tuna and our non-perishables and josh because he's we're gonna kill him and cook him eat josh yeah <laughs> yeah you <laughs> cj you got any good ideas uh what to do during e3 or are we just gonna let it die well, I don't know. I think hopefully after this experience, they'll they'll put down a rule that IGN's pre-show is not allowed to be longer than any conference anymore. <laughs> that would be a good start. Uh, yes. uh, 
I think. Uh, more friendly time for Australians. Obviously, we're the smallest market, but we shouldn't have to watch it live at 4am. So they could fix that for us in the future. And I think the other thing is I'm surprised that it wasn't classified as an essential service. I understand over there that GameStop is an essential service and will maintain oh, yeah. it open. So why is it E3? I mean, you know, why not? That's because GameStop's hurting for money so bad as it is. So they're staying open, hoping to get business yeah. while it's bad right now. No severance pay. Like, we're... If we kill you on the job, we don't have to severance pay you. Right. Well, you know, severance pay. You know, the, the, honestly, <laughs> you know, ga- this might be the best thing that ever happened to GameStop because now everyone's just going to buy games and go home. Like there should be such a, a huge influx of just games beaten and completed right now. So Starting stop. with wanking simulator. <laughs> He's gonna beat that one tonight, aren't you, Danner? We're all we're oh, all yeah. beating something. Totally gonna beat beating that. But seriously, though, I know um, the uh, Shrier from Kentucky and all that. The the general you know feeling is that once the companies realize that it's not essential, that it is really a streaming medium, they they may not be eager to go back in the future. What do you think about that? Do you think they will? Well, that's kind of that's kind of where I wanted to go with this because I think that that is literally the only thing they can do. They're not going to not have something, especially on the year of a new of new hardware release. Like if this would have been last year, I think we might would have had the maybe we'll just wait. But new hardware is coming this this holiday, so this is happening. And I think what we're going to learn with the video game industry and the workplace all around is that. We don't have to keep doing things the way we've been doing it. They like the video game companies don't need E3. They're in control of their own message. We they could stream anything they want, anytime they want, including Mark Cerny's four hour bore stream of SSDs and how you hear sound. Um, yeah, they just it's it's <laughs> incredible. Like they don't they, they don't need to do anything. They could do like I say right now. Hey guys, tomorrow we're we're doing our E3 press conference. Sony, uh, WB, um, Ubisoft. It's just they. Hey, next week, next month. You know, save the date. You know, we don't need we don't need to pay millions of dollars for all this advertising and all of this floor space. We can just do it ourselves. And I think they're going to find that they're, they're not going to miss anything. It's just gonna, it's going to be better. You know, and the same thing goes for across the across the board in the workplace. I think a lot of people are learning that you know we don't have to show up at a office building and pay all this extra money to have these spaces. We can nowadays we can get everything done for people working from home and be just as effective, if not more effective, because you can work with your pants off at home. Mm. That that's sort of one thing I wonder about this whole situation. Like I know not every job can work from home, but you know, in Australia that's a massive contention that people are going to work, you know, normally in, in jobs that could be done from home. And I just wonder in six months' time as a result of this, if, you know, when everything returns back to normal or however long it takes, if there's is this massive shift to, you know, we can stream stuff, we can work from home, we can, you know, do all this stuff. We don't need to be in these random buildings. Again, not for every job, but for, for a lot right. of people. I but for a lot of them, yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> and I think that, you know, we're going to see that with E3. I think we're going to see that this year. What I'd like to see personally is everyone just pick a week, you know? Like, I'd love for them to all coordinate and get together and say, all right, guys, for E3 week, we're going to do business as usual, the same times that you remember. But I just don't think that's going to happen. So I'd like to see, you know, maybe once a month for the next few months, every game company kind of pick a week and say, Hey, for this week, we're dropping our content. We're going to do our big showcase. And then we're going to have 
demos streamed throughout the week of, hey, we're going to be showing the new Division DLC. Hey, we're going to be showing the new Far Cry that's going to launch on your next-gen consoles, you know, and stuff like that. I like to see it just kind of, not so much drawn out, but maybe all the things that are that are on the E3 show floor and all the stuff that you have to go to IGN and hear, you know, two hours of their political monologue to find out, oh, this game is actually good or this game is not looking so great. You know, I like <laughs> to maybe see that, you know, in a showcase controlled by the publisher throughout the week, you know? Like we're gonna inevitably we got new new hardware, so we're gonna see a lot from you know the big two. So I don't know. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be cool just to, but do it sooner rather than later because I'm tired of waiting. You know, I was super hyped about this PlayStation event they just they just did or this talk, and then I realized real quick that when Mark Cerny's at the helm, this is gonna be a snooze fest. So, I don't know if you guys watched that PS5 oh. spec reveal thing. But that was worse than being in a lecture at school. That was terrible. <laughs> I watched the 10-minute breakdown of it. And it was perfect. <laughs> Ugh. I watched. Could you imagine, <laughs> could you imagine how, how much money Sony could save with their E3 streaming press conference this year? All they'd need to do, because every single game they have has been delayed. They don't even have a picture of the console yet. They could just literally put up, put up a black screen on YouTube and just say, coming soon. That'd be, that's yeah. all they have to do. Perfect. That's essentially <laughs> what they did this week. They said PS5 coming holiday season. <laughs> like, coming I, I, soon, and Microsoft could run a little ad down the bottom. Come check us out. <laughs> and Microsoft's already Fantastic. showed everything. They they told you what it is, what it does. I mean, like they're way ahead on this one. This is that's that's another thing too. This one's been a little concerning. Like Sony hasn't even showed you what the box looks like. Much less, and they just told you well, what they haven't built it yet. Yeah, I, I, it really does feel that way. It, it really does feel that way. I got, I wouldn't be surprised if this one gets doesn't get delayed till next year. Like that, the Xbox comes out this year, and then PS Five gets gets delayed till next year. But you're being a bit hard. Like, I mean, you, I know you're a Sony fanboy, but I think you're still being a little bit hard on them there. You know, they can't, they, until the Xbox releases the X, they can't go out, buy one, take it out of the box, put it in a PS5, and then resell it. You've got to give them some time. <laughs> uh, well, one thing you can count on is at least the, the PlayStation will work. And it's going to have good games. <laughs> more powerful than a Vita. <clears throat> Nothing is more powerful than a Vita. I don't know. I just think that, you know, E3 could be, if they did, hey, this is E3 week for, or, you know, not even E3 week now because you're not going to call it that. This is PlayStation's week. And then start it off. Here's our presser. We're going to show you our 90 minute conference as you would see it, you know, in the, uh, on actual E3. Here's the PS5. Here's, you know, what it looks like. Here's the games that are coming out. And then each day of the week, it would be a highlight stream. So, oh, here's The Last of Us on a PS5. Or here's, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn 2 in, in the order 1887 and Call of Duty Ghost 2. You know, all the really good things that people are looking forward to seeing. Yeah, the last two, nobody's looking forward to seeing, Daryl. Just you. <laughs> <laughs> How long do you reckon it is before Fortnite introduced the coronavirus? And so they don't need that thing that pushes you into the center. It's just the oh. virus is pushing everyone into the center. I thought that Fortnite was just the coronavirus. Wow. <laughs> That's fantastic. Games. 
that's the digital. Mm. You know, that's actually not a bad premise. You know, you could have a battle royale. I'm sure someone on PC will do it. <laughs> the coronavirus sure. battle royale. I mean, Are somebody you- on PC made a school simulator shooter. So, yeah, that's pretty terrible. Yeah, I mean, can you yeah, imagine yeah. that? They'd be, We're there'd be two people left, and somebody's coughing up blood or whatever. And the other guy, there's a guy in the corner just beating it off because you know, as well, he's playing the wank and shit, and it's just all going down. You've like, <laughs> <laughs> been corroded out. The goal isn't to be the last man standing; it's to be the last, you know, have the most toilet paper. It's <laughs> true. Yep. Imagine a wanking sim battle uh, fortnight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where this is going? Oh man, we got in, in VR. It's like it's a test of you know test of uh, strength. <laughs> oh god! All right, you guys got to I looked up reviews for this game on Steam. Oh, read them. It says, "Got blown up by a suicide bomber while having a wank." Eleven out of ten IGN. <laughs> 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 11 out of 10 you? oh god <laughs> here's another one. Oh god it's amazing I, I beat my meat while playing this game it enhances the gameplay 10 times more absolute banger of a game it's a game of the year contender for sure probably game of the decade <laughs> That's a banger. Dang. <laughs> this one just got out straight to the park beating. <laughs> Actually, you better cut that one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, dear Lord. That is amazing. Oh, and <laughs> one last thing. Somebody on here has put 20 hours in this game. It's <laughs> <laughs> on how many hours people put in these games. Most of oh them have been like 0.7 hours, 0.9 hours. Someone put 20 hours into the wanking simulator. So they went in, <laughs> had a wank, and got out, never returned. <laughs> nice. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh. All right, you guys I'm got anything else? on this. <laughs> <laughs> I am done. <laughs> I, think, I think the topic might have got off track a little bit. That's uh, all good. <laughs> we ended where right where we wanted to with a good wank. So, all right, well. <laughs> a happy ending. Uh, they, dang, that's such a much that's a much better that. punchline than, than what I came up with. And <laughs> uh. sanitizer is running out. We have to make we have to make do with what we got in this there time. <laughs> all right. Well, like I said, thank Aww. you, CJ, for joining us. I appreciate you taking the time out of your. Uh, busy schedule to come join it with us uh like i said this is loot bros podcast please check out cj's podcast push to plat uh if you got if you want to find any of us uh affectatious donk on psn for cj i'm resident daryl we got the t-bird 803 is it t-bird 803 yes all right and then frosty what are you now because it's not mgs 25 anymore i'm using my wife's account at the moment so don't follow my wife, you f- creeps. <laughs> no, you can actually follow me on Twitter. I reactivated my Twitter. I'm not like I'm trying to get back into this Twitter game. I'm not a big fan of Twitter, but I will do this with the fans. To keep up with everyone and post random stupid thoughts throughout the day. But you can follow me there at DB underscore Frosty and on Instagram at DB underscore Frosty. 
And then uh, and the Facebook group too. Yep. Uh, we do have a Facebook group. Go to facebook.com. Go to the group, the, the search bar, type in the Loot Bros Podcast. It is a closed group. Ask nicely. We'll let you in. We'd love to have you. Also, we have a Discord. Yeah, I have that thing. I've been, I've been in the Discord saying some things. So let's make this Discord thing a thing. Make- I want us to do more on the weekends. I want us to do more like chill streams and stuff. And I want, we want you guys to be a part of that. Just come hang out with us. Come chat with us while we game. Um, maybe that'll be something we could do after the show, after we record in the future, maybe. Tanner's getting um, ready to stream Wanking Simulator, so it can't be more chill than that. Pretty sure Whoa. I could stream anything like that on any streaming service, period. <laughs> uh, no, you can, and you can actually earn good money doing it. I'll send you the link. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a, it's also, a new world. You've got uh, to think outside the box. Yeah. That's right. Starts on feet, pick too. pants off, and everything. Oh God! Yep. You're allowed to stream Waking Simulator only if you use your feet. <laughs> Nobody wants to see all that. Mm, so you do a bit of yoga, do you? Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right well i guess that's us yeah check out all of the socials I, i've got everything plugged into the show notes so if you guys want to join our discord you want to find our uh, different podcast avenues and, and different projects that we have so uh with that being said holla 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 we are out bye bye later bye On the front line, I can see the enemy. I feel the battle of ages raging inside of me. We will one day answer for the things we've done, but I refuse to run, cause only cowards run. On the front line, I can see the enemy. I feel the battle of ages raging inside of me. We will one day answer for the things we've done, but I refuse to run, cause only cowards run. I'm coming down with a sound like you ain't never heard. I'll do whatever it takes to get the message heard. You can try to run away, but you can never hide. The rain of wrong that you will make that can be changed, right? Sick or swim, bottom run, this is your choice. I use this music as a weapon, this is my voice. Words of hope to the hope, which is what I do. It breaks my heart when I see what this world is come to. Going through so many things, yet I'm still here. Face the battle head on, showing no fear. My clarity, I serve a guy that brings hope. And loves you and see all of these things you go through. On the front line, I can see the enemy. I feel the battle of ages raging inside of me. We will one day answer for the things we've done. But I refuse to run, cause only cowards run. On the front line, I can see the enemy. I feel the battle of ages raging inside of me. We will one day answer for the things we've done. But I refuse to run, cause only cowards run. First dude is listen to what I'm bringing you. But to step on some toes with what I'm letting loose. I'm telling you life is hard, you feel I'm falling apart. And all you see is the scars of these things past. You may be close to the edge, just standing out on the ledge. Ready to jump, stop, listen, please step back. Only the cowards will run when things get tough. Only the cowards will run when things get rough. Heartbreak, tears fall, God stays the same. He's the only one that can take away the pain. Insane that he can love us even through a flaws. We don't deserve a single thing, but he gave it all. On the front line, I can see the enemy. I feel the battle of ages raging inside of me. We will one day answer for the things we've done. But I refuse to run, cause only cowards run. On the front line, I can see the enemy. I feel the battle of ages raging inside of me. We will one day answer for the things we've done. But I refuse to run, cause only cowards run. And you can try and run away. You can try and run away. But only cowards.